Welcome to the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad, Episode 12, a SelectButton.net guide-in podcast. Every week we select three games at random, you get to vote on which one we play, and then we discuss it using the five standardized metrics for scoring a video game, which are vanity, mystery, poetry, harmony, and gun. Although, not necessarily in that order. Uh, I'm your host, Virtual Clint. This is the second time we're doing this intro because I forgot to hit record. I'm Courier Rice, the progenitor of Big Baby Boy Star. And today we are joined by... Uh, Shrug starts the fight in the far reaches of the galaxy. Please go with Shrug. It's Shrug making that long because I don't know. <laughs> Did I mention I'm a co-host? <laughs> I, think, I think I forgot to say that. Anyway. Anyway, I am Tulpa. I am the Galaxy Queen. I have been crowned rightfully as the Galaxy Queen by this week's game. I didn't take any notes. Uh, I'm Cassandra Mune, and uh, since this is our second time recording this podcast, I'm not going to do the same joke twice, so if you want to hear the first one, uh, you're going to have to uh, uh, subscribe to our Patreon, I think. So, <laughs> In legend, my voice echoes throughout the universe. I am your space sister, one second before. I'm Bachelor. Founder of Batchersoft, maker of the greatest video game in history, 3D to Natural Playboys. I took notes and I'm soaked with gin, so I'm more professional each and every single one of you. Alright, thanks everyone for doing that a second time. Uh, this week, we are playing Super Pinball 2, The Amazing Odyssey. Uh, it's a Japan-only sequel to the pinball game that I think has the weirdest name, uh, Super Pinball Behind the Mask. What kind of name is that for a pinball game? It's fucking weird. Um, is it a YMO? What? It's the Persona-themed uh, pinball machine, I assume. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's it. Uh, but Super Pinball 2 is what we're playing today. It was released in 1995, developed by Kaze? K-A-Z-E? I don't know. Kaze Company. And published by Meldak of Japan. Meldak sounds like an evil wizard to me. I fucking love that name. Um, it features three tables, Space Sister, and then two others that I forgot the names of, so I just made up the names Return of Spy Boy and uh, Crazy Clown Capers. I don't remember what they're called. They suck. Um, I only asked everyone to play an hour. Uh, I only played 45 minutes. How long did everybody else play this game? I played this about 40 minutes because, in truth... We say that we're going to play this for an hour, and we never do. We always do just about 40 minutes, because we're all liars. Actually, I played for about two and a half hours. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, you either play for 40 minutes, or you play for 17 hours. So, actually, you played for 17 hours. Fuck! <laughs> uh, I'm... Hi, this is Cassandra being happy to be here. Um... Yeah, I think I only played about 20 minutes because I I kind of forgot about this thing. But Space Sister, it's got a pretty good theme. So that's, that's my take on things. I played for about an hour, I think, uh, and I played every different table, and I played the Odyssey mode. 
and I had an okay time. I played since from when I woke up until it started. So again, I am more professional and dedicated to this than anyone else, and I believe this should become my podcast. So you played it for what about forty minutes? No, no, I'm not some drunk. Okay, I don't <laughs> wake up at four p.m. I woke up at noon. That's respectable. Yeah, that's all right. <clears throat> yeah. I also woke up at noon. I woke up at, and also I stepped away for a moment. Um, I don't remember when I woke up. I'm sorry. Where am I? What am I doing on this thing? You're surrounded by your family. Oh. This is an inconvenience shrug. <laughs> uh, my pants are not soaked with gin. <laughs> my pants Ooh. are not soaked with anything. Shrug, we need to talk to you about your uh, addiction to Space Odyssey 2, because you've probably played it for, I'm guessing, 72 hours straight. I played approximately an hour, and I'm very bad at pinball. Basically, seven hours. Even, yes, basically seventy-two hours. Seventy-two hours in my time. Shrug. I perceive time differently than mere human beings. For I am. I'm sorry. Shrug, are you just clapping right now? Oh, you can hear that. Is that your knife? <laughs> no, it's a pen. I'm. I'm capping and uncapping a pen. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank God. What's with this mic? It's a good mic. It picks up everything. <laughs> Apparently. All right. Uh, <laughs> so we we played the game to varying degrees, and, and I think you, you can kind of get an idea of how good we are at pinball, probably from how much we actually played the dang game. Um, and I apologize for being the host and not playing the full hour. I always play at least an hour. This is the first time I've slacked on that. Curry. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Let's jump into our first topic. If oh. <laughs> you can't tell, both of us are sick. This is just a fucking nightmare of a podcast. It's going to be terrible. Congratulations, everyone, for being on the worst podcast. Um, this is going to be the best episode. Shut up. <laughs> uh, uh, let's move on to our first topic, which is gun. Uh, and I actually, I, there's two physical guns in this game, at least, which is which is more than I would have expected from a pinball game. But what did we think about the gun in this game? It's a pinball game. It is three pinball games. You, you can hug. There are hug buttons. Dedicated hug buttons. It says hug, where you can jostle the table. You can I did not know that was called hugging. Left hug and right hug. Push F to pay your respects. Yeah, the, the, the fact that they called it hugging was a little bit odd. I've never heard that. Um, but yeah, it's a dang pinball game, ain't it? it the, the ball goes up and down, there's ramps and shit. It's, you know. Holds both left and right bumpers to feel emotional intimacy for the first time. <laughs> oh god, I gotta get in on this. So is that not an actual pinball term? I'm about to try that. I'll be back in a second. I've never heard that before, and I've paid a big of attention to pinball. Usually it's just, you know, shoving or tilting or whatnot. Or even bumping. I've heard bumping, 
but hugging. Yeah, bumping as well. Okay, actually, I'm going off topic already. I had a conversation with Birch on Twitter a few weeks ago. Is it pinball table or pinball machine? Table. I'm willing to believe that it takes any form uh, based on the psychology of the person looking at it. I'm looking at a lot of uh, pinball terms now, uh, and I want everyone to speculate on what the gobble hole is. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) The gobble Uh, hole. The gobble hole is on my body. Yo, yeah, that's like that's what. It is for um, Thanksgiving. Hello. Heyo. Thanksgiving hey, connection. That's Cassie's birthday. Birthday. birthday, everyone. Keep it in mind. So, Happy yes, birthday, Cassie. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy um, birthday. I hope my father does not cause an international incident in Saudi Arabia on your birthday. But if he does, I'll try to get him to dedicate it to you. <laughs> I'm so touched, Shrug. Thank you. Thank you. Is a gobble hole one of those, like, funnel things that'll... Some of them have funnel things, right? Uh, some of them have funnel things. The gobble hole is just the hole at the bottom that the ball falls into and you lose. Damn it! It's just like oh. on my body. It gobbles the ball, is that it? Yeah. I've always I, called I, that a drain. Wow. That's a not very awkward phrase. I... <laughs> I've definitely always called that a drain. I've never heard of it as a gobble hole. <laughs> Same. Oh no! A gobble hole is something different. The drain is indeed what it's called. The gobble hole is just a hole on the pinball board uh, that it, that if your ball falls into it, you lose. So, it's similar. Well, uh, wow. I've never seen that in a pinball game. That's terrifying. That's like super monkey ball. Are there any turkey-themed pinball tables? This guy could be. This guy could be at least one like hunka theme pinball table, and one of the like objectives is to shoot a turkey. What about a? What about like that turkey puncher mini game from the later Doom video games? Is there a pinball table based on turkey punching? God, that sounds masturbatory. Um, there's 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 a, a table that I saw at um there's a local pinball bar called Shorties. I actually don't know if it's still around. Um, that. It was a boxer, and you had to hit him with the ball, which was pretty cool. That's but... pretty good. Um, I actually played three different pinball tables yesterday in preparation for this podcast. So I went to a friend's birthday party at a bowling alley, and they had three tables, and I played each one once. I played um, WWE Wrestling Pinball, which was pretty cool because it had its own little pinball I mean, wrestling, like, ring in it that your ball could go into, and there were bumpers built into the sides of the ring. So it was surprisingly the coolest one. I played ACDC pinball that was really ugly and terrible, and it had uh, one of the singers making a weird face. Uh, And then I played Star Wars pinball, which allowed you to select missions that you could accomplish in the game, which was cool, and I wish was in this game. Yeah, so like I, I my comparison for this game is primarily the pinball game that came with uh Windows ME uh called Space Cadet, which was actually a part it was it was a it was a pinball game by Maxis. It was part of a three table thing that they sold before and then it got packaged with Windows. Anyway, Space Cadet was amazing and it had the same kind of thing. You would 
have missions assigned to you, and then as you did them, you would level up, and the missions would get harder and more diverse uh, as you did that, which was really neat. And then I've played a bit of pinball, thanks to shorties, but I'm I'm not a huge fan, honestly. Uh, and then the other pinball game that I've played that I really enjoyed was Pinball of the Dead on the Game Boy Advance, uh, which <clears throat> I, I want to talk about that a little bit more in, in I guess, Harmony, because it's kind of just like a, it brings up some questions about pinball and video games. But um, I felt like of all of the pinball games I've played in real life or in video games, uh, other than like really shitty DOS ones, this is some of the more basic pinball I've played. The, there's not a lot of moving parts. You put it in a hole, and then it, you get multi-ball sometimes, you get bonuses. I, maybe I was just missing something, though. They all have three little tabs to hit. In order to open up the board, so like an orifice that you can jam your ball into, or another set of tabs that the light-up arrows go to that you can hit to progress the uh, story or scoring or whatever such as it is. But all three of them start with the basics of hit the three little tabs. Uh, my favorite three little tabs in any pinball game is in the pinball game Centaur, which has a killer aesthetic. I advise you look it up um, if you're curious. And it's three tabs spell out orb, which I have no idea what, what it has to do with the game, but it's pretty cool. Put your orb against these tabs. So, wait, I'm just going to out myself as the resident hater, if that wasn't obvious already, but why do people still like pinball? Is it just aesthetics? Because, I don't know, I I guess it might be a case of it doesn't really work in a digital medium, uh, and it doesn't. This game wasn't very fun to play. Uh, people, people love like to control orb? People like physical um, feedback of the real machines anyway. I don't know about otherwise. Yeah, so I kind of grew up with pinball, I guess, in a way. Uh, we, um, My uh, family had a restaurant, and we always had at least like one pinball table there. So I always had you know pretty easy access to it. I got really into like Pokemon Pinball and Kirby's Dreamland Pinball, and uh, um, one thing I've noticed is like in playing Pinball Arcade, which is great because a lot of those tables are like really well done. Uh, they have a lot of tricky shocks you gotta get to and stuff. Um, it's, it makes makes me realize like playing like a gaming pinball I take and then playing it in real life it's very different because pinball arcade has that like sort of like all the physical elements are the same whereas in real life it's different every machine maybe some flippers won't be as strong or uh, maybe some parks are like uh, a little newer or sex um so I, I guess what I'm saying is it's very hard for a lot of uh, physical uh, or virtual pinball machines to kind of capture the same magic um, 
as physical ones unless they unless they do something a little a little more special like uh like ag expert tables or stuff that you can't really do in a in a physical space yeah see that's i i was gonna save this for harmony but we're already there so um my big question whenever i play these pinball games is why aren't you doing anything interesting with it because like pokemon pinball kirby's pin pinball land whatever um pinball of the dead even that shitty mario pinball game on the game boy advance it's all it does stuff you can't do in the physical space which is the only interesting thing to do with a digital version of pinball like since you don't have the physical feedback you don't have the familiarity of this table and it's wear and tear or, or even like i think a lot of pinball like fanatics they they own machines and they take them apart and they you know make them continue to work it's kind of like owning a really cool car can't have any of that in uh, in a digital version. So why aren't you doing something cool? You know, Pinball of the Dead had boss encounters and like multiple tables that you could flip through depending on what you were doing. Like that's really cool. So yeah, I've never understood the appeal unless you're create recreating a specific actual pinball table in the digital medium. I don't understand why you would just make a straight up pinball game. It's boring. And who can forget the majesty and wonder of Sonic Spinball? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that game had a pretty good soundtrack. You ever listen to Opsing's menu? It's like the same three thing, three annoying squeaks over and over. It's pretty good. <laughs> That game has a terrible. I, I, I actually liked Sonic Spinball, but uh, but it is oh, bad. <laughs> I, I I love it, but it's also it's terrible. Yep, yep. The pinballish uh, bits in what Casino Night Zone are that where you hit yourself into a slot machine. I think are better than Sonic Spinball, or at least entertained me more when I was a kid. Nintendo with Sega. <laughs> when I was in uh, I was in Seattle last week, and I got the chance to play Sega's Baywatch pinball, which had Sonic branded flippers, and like on the what, what do you call that LED thing? Is it just an LED on the whatever marquee, whatever know. that thing is. Yeah, <laughs> we whatever, don't know. We're it, not pinball heads here. Well, it's a fucking, then. it's a fucking computer, dude. <laughs> so, so, so on that thing they had like a little surf and sonic and then you'd play and like you know when the thing ended it was like you know rank the new baywatch cuties and as you played like uh the lights flashed so intently like it would just go black and white and black and white and so intense that i thought i was legit going to have a seizure and i do not recommend playing that game even though it seems pretty good can you rank the male baywatch cuties no you cannot rank what the Hasselhoff or Hobie or I don't know the rest. It's I, I just remember there was a blonde dude. There's like this super generic blonde guy that he was probably never in anything else because he was just a piece of beef for the Baywatch. Yeah, I know how it is. And it was it was interesting to play it because it's been a long time since I played a pinball machine. It's like, oh yeah, now I remember why pinball is good. And I played this, and it's like, it feels okay. Like, it feels a lot better than a lot of games that take this sort of more realistic. Because when you're playing this, it's not like um, good pinball games, like Metroid Prime Pinball, or the best pinball game, Devil's Crush, where you are playing, like, it takes the whole screen, and it moves up and down as the ball goes up and down. It's like, it, it looks like you are standing at the end of a table and looking up at it. 
and it, it it feels okay and it's not awful for that sort of thing it's it, it's okay but then i went you know after playing it for a while i went and i loaded up devil's crush which is going to be the first game on next week's pc engine enquiry which is what this podcast is going to become once our two hosts <laughs> pass out um <laughs> But and it, it blows the shit out of this game and any game. Devil's Crush is the best fucking game. It feels amazing. It's got this great music. You go and blow up like little spiders and dragons. And then like there's this babe in the middle of the board. And if you hit her enough, like her fangs grow. And then if you hit her even more, she turns into a fucking dragon. And it's so much better than this, even though Space Sister is really good. <laughs> I would like to take a moment to let the audience know it is bad to hit women. Even with balls. She's a dragon. <laughs> Perhaps especially so. <laughs> oh, there's there's also a balding man with a mustache and really sick abs. I forgot about him. But anyway, uh, I think Bachelor could probably play him in a remake. If there's a Baywatch, if there's a The Rocks Baywatch 2 somehow. That does fit me to a T. I have been, Baywatch, I have been working. Thanks. Yeah, it would be Baywatch Night starring The Rock, and it would be the episode where uh, The Rock goes to play a live-action role-playing game. Goes to play 3D Sonic Spinball 2 The Return, and I star in it. The blonde guy was named Cody Madison. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, Cody Madison. Wait, I, you, you mentioned Metroid Prime Pinball, and I want to break out some trivia, because I'm the only person who ever owned a Virtual Boy. Uh, and there was a Virtual Boy game called Galactic Pinball, and Galactic Pinball ruled, and it had a mini-game where uh, you would you would get a little ship, and it was Samus's ship, and it would say, let's go, Samus, and then you would shoot aliens like Space Invaders in the middle of your pinball table, and it was, and it was fantastic. So it was the obvious precursor to... Metroid Prime Pinball. Just wanted to break that out. Oh, and, and and Galactic Pinball didn't have balls. It had pucks. That was weird. Jose Solano. <laughs> Are we just going to talk about Baywatch? I had That's a really... Fun. I had a really... Billy Warlock. Oh, God. I had a really good and original idea. I'm thinking, what if you were to take... Baywatch, but spell it B-A-E for the new kids. I think that'd be a really good way to really latch on to a new generation, really uh, relate to their whoa, meme uh, sensibilities. Uh, okay, Curry, I'm just I'm just gonna cuck you off right there. Because uh, that's a brilliant idea, and you just... Why would you give this out to our listening audience? Like, TM, 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 TM. Trademark courier. Did you figure that out without any cocaine? Amazing. I, well, I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was cocaine at first. I don't think it turned out to be that. So, effectively, um, it's a purely original idea. And also, I think my brain is bleeding. So there's a guy who is in 96 episodes. Oh my god, we're not talking show. anymore about <laughs> this. But look, this is this is the last thing, okay? But right. he's credited as Brad slash Chris. So is this an evil twin situation? Um, did his name abruptly change midway through the series? What is going on with this, and how would it affect a pinball table? Oh, um, 
I know that. Uh, uh, that's that's easy. Uh, there's an episode of Star Trek Voyager where like two people end up fusing together, so they had an an actor play those two people. That's why it's like it was the Star Trek. There was there was a transporter accident on Baywatch. Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That it, was it was two vets. Oh, that God. probably happened. That probably happened on Baywatch nights, and the character crossed over into Baywatch Prime. And they called him Crad. Okay, um, or Briss. <laughs> um, shit. Okay, pinball, pinball, people, pinball. Let's talk about pinball. So there were three tables. Were they? Which was your favorite? That's what I got to go on. Um. Oh, go go ahead, Tulpa. Actually, you you should go first because you got the high score and cheated. I didn't cheat one where I uh, will be submitting my high score. Uh, my favorite table was Spy Eyes because that was the easiest for me to play, and uh, you know, it it I felt like I was actually in control of anything I was doing at any point during that table, which is which was not the case with. A sister, and definitely not the case with the third table, the disgusting clown one. Showtime. Showtime. Yeah. And definitely <laughs> not in relation to any of our real lives. Yeah. Uh, pinball is a lot like life in that we are uh, hopelessly cast about like a small metal ball uh, being beaten by uh, flippers and uh, suffering all the while. Uh, my favorite table was Space Sister because it was, well, first off, because it's Space Sister, obviously, but also because it was the only one that I could figure out what I was doing, even, like, 10%. Um, there's, like, a, a cordoned-off, like, top part of the table with separate flippers, and um, there is one little inlet in there to the right that if you send the ball in, it says, like, mystery or something like that, and it gives yeah. you... Yeah, it gives you a bunch of points, and there's no reason why. And then, like, the next time you go in, it gives you slightly more points. Every time you go in, it's like, I don't know how it decides this, but it's like 5% of a larger point haul every single time you go in. And I just hung out in there and went in that hole over and over and over again until I was making a bunch of points. Actually, I know how you get more points uh, from the uh, mystery jackpot. Uh, You know those... uh... Uh, bumpers in the top half, every time you hit them, it increases the point total. Oh, I thought it might have been something like that. Yeah, this is one of the great <clears throat> mysteries of pinball, is what the fuck is happening at any given time. And yeah. uh, we've got Tolpa yeah. to tell us what the fuck is happening. Yeah, so, like, um, not to, like, go do- back to talking about other pinball uh, games, but one thing I really like about Pinball Arcade is that each table comes with like like super detailed instructions on how to get like each goal, how to how to advance to the ultimate goal of each ping like of each pinball game, um, how to get jackpox, how to make those jackpox bigger. And it once you know how to navigate a board, it makes it a lot more fun. And that's another shame about these uh, kind of older uh, virtual uh, arcade, uh, I mean, pinball games, is that a lot of times they're either super simple or they're just like, okay, jumping, have fun, you know, and win 
when they could expand on detail about that, I think it would have been a lot better. Yeah, I've often thought that what I would really like to do is learn one pinball table really, really, really well. You know, like one real world pinball table. Uh, and like every other table I ever see, I have no idea how to play it. But this one table, I've like read the manual and brushed up on it and watched videos and uh, practiced and practiced, you know. And then one day I go to an arcade with some friends or a bar or whatever, and I see that one pinball table and I'm like oh, wow, look, a pinball table. Oh, I've never played this one. Then I go up and I fucking ace it and bomb it, and everyone's like, whoa, how did you get that good at it? And I'm like, I don't know. This is weird. (laughs) That's an elaborate dream. (laughs) That's actually... One one of the fun things about pinball is like you could mask and mask and mask a single table, but you you might go to like... a, a. same table in a bar and it might just like the flippers might not work as well or something might be going on and uh if you don't have the reflexes then it's if you don't also have the skill to back it up then um uh it, it doesn't go well like as someone who's experienced that in real life so damn <laughs> my dream's harder than i thought i'm gonna have to practice the very table at the very bar but someday, one second before, will attain their dream of mastering Twister, the official <laughs> pinball table of the motion picture. Yeah. You know, I would have to think really hard to pick, like, the best one or the coolest one or the one with the best theme. Does anyone know if they ever made, like, a Gremlins pinball? Because that's Bug- the one I want to pick. Bugs Bunny at. 50th Anniversary. <laughs> you could do Star Harley- Trek Next Generation. Harley Davidson pinball exists, I think. Is there a Starshot Deep Space Nine pinball? Because I'll be all over that. Unfortunately, uh, I think the problem with a lot of pinball themes I've noticed is that uh, they can be the aesthetic can be summed up as horny dad. So, <laughs> what about so, so the X Files machine? Oh, that sounds fun. Horny Master the X Files. Horny scared dead. So so by this point you're saying I don't have to take responsibility for my failures and it's got it appeals to horny dads. So you're saying this is definitely the game I should get into? Yes, oh, yeah. definitely. No, you're 100% not a perfect. Oh shit. Uh, uh at this point we can all admit bachelor is at least 25% uh, a pervert. The call out. Tell me Santa's not real. I don't feel comfortable inflecting someone else's personal canon like that. Bless you. Uh, uh, um, okay, so I went to an arcade the other day. And, Was Gilligan's uh, Island there? No, but uh, weirdly enough, there was a Game of Thrones pinball table there, so I guess they still make these things. I did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Be the worst nerd on Earth, no, I, master. I had a long talk with... The Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I had a long talk with my friend about the Game of Thrones pinball machine, because he operates all these, like, machines. And, like, now they have, like, a standard edition, which I'm, I'm just going to pull a number out of my ass. Let's say it costs 2000 right? And then they have, like, a deluxe edition, which is maybe 5 And then they have a super deluxe version, which is 10 So he's like, this is Game of Thrones. This is hot. And, like, um, a lo- like it's not just, like, you know, the bumpers are gold or what the fuck ever. Like, they have whole different elements of gameplay in the top tier, like, the more expensive uh, machines. 
And so he went and he splurged on the really expensive one, the whatever much, and he thought, I'm going to make a ton of money back. He didn't because all the pinball nerds think the standard one is better, even though from what I hear, it is not better. Ouch. They're purists from what I hear. <laughs> what do they add, though? What, what weird stuff do they add in the what? deluxe edition? Like the whole other areas and stuff, like scoring things. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like, um, that's kind of how pingball has gotten now, like, basically there's the standard for if you just want the pingball table at a bar, and then, like, the deluxe and super deluxe is for, like, pingball and fixing argos, but, like, there are definitely people who, who, um, I mean, like, there is a definite, like, tier list of pingball tables, or, like, general public tier list with, like, I don't know, Agam's family at the top or something, but um, usually, like, huge fixing audios love to go for the super deluxe version, I think. Time to get hype AF, fam. I have found the mother of all pinball tables. Is One that everyone, everyone will want to get on top of. You'll want to buy your own pinball table. That is this paintball table. You'll want to put it in your garage. If you don't have a garage, you'll want to lug it all the way upstairs to your third floor apartment, Tulpa. It is Godzilla 1998, the official pinball table. Didn't that movie come out in 1999? No. No. It's 1998. Does it play Puff Daddy and uh, Jimmy Plant? Tulpa, are you trying to say Godzilla would lie? Think so, but point? Like, why I know you... nothing about Godzilla 1998, so I'm disappointed it's not a Gravity's Rainbow Pinball Table, honestly, because that's what I was hoping you would say, dude. That would be. An orb came across the sky. Um, <laughs> this pinball table looks pretty dope. It has it has a Godzilla head in it. Whoa! And he's crushing a city with his hand. And no, that's all right. That's all right. It's probably is terrible, but, you know, whatever. So I was playing this Super Nintendo game called Pinball 2, the Ultimate <laughs> Odyssey. And, uh, <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. What can you tell me? So uh, I played this game, and I was like, these physics are terrible. Like, this doesn't feel responsive at all, and this ball is like... You know, I don't feel the physical weight of this ball at all. And then when I went and I played real-life pinball, like, the next day... It turns out real life physics are that bad. Like they're just <laughs> simulating actual bad real life physics because real pinballs, or at least the ones I was playing, are like so greased up and like weightless. It's weird. It just like glides through the table. Like you don't feel the heft of it at all. Yeah, I, I thought the physics in this game were were all right. Um, <clears throat> like they they felt weighty enough. Um, there were a couple of weird things, like uh, the space sister table has as the the sort of mini table in the upper right so you've got flippers up there too and you can get the ball wedged under one of the flippers and if if you release the flipper at the same time the ball goes in there it just shoots straight down at basically max speed that's that's just weird um you know there's a couple of weird things like that but it felt okay physically to me i didn't really see why the sub table existed other than just let's add a complication to one of our boards. See, I like the sub table, um, but it reminds me of uh, Pinball of the Dead, 
which yeah, that's probably why I like it. God, just go play Pinball of the Dead. That's such a good fucking we game. We keep naming other pinball tables, pinball video games that are all much better than this. Okay, so. that's you're right. Let's talk about this game. Let's talk about why it sucks. It doesn't keep your high scores. It doesn't save your fucking high scores. What? What's the point? It doesn't even save them temporarily. It, it just shows it on the screen an, and then goes away. It doesn't even have an initial input. Yeah! It sucks because there's only one board. That's it. There's definitely no other boards. There's just the one. It's Space Sister. I can't write ass. <laughs> uh, yeah so that that pissed me off you know what i'm gonna talk about this because this 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 was where i was like i can't fucking play this game anymore so i was playing space sister my favorite of the tables and i got it, it has like a roulette thing they all do all three of them have this roulette and i got one that said black hole and it said oh no black hole and then it put the table in tilt which means you can't hit the flippers and i just lost my ball it just Wait. it killed me you messed up because I saw that on a long play, and when someone got black hole, it showed like uh, in the LCD screen, it showed a, a spaceship and three asteroids, and the asteroid would move around, and you had to use the flippers to move the ship to dodge the asteroids. See, that pisses me off even more because they have, <laughs> you know, a lot of pinball tables they have those like three lanes, and they have lights in each lane. And you you can light up all three of them and you get a bonus or whatever. And in a typical pinball table, you can use the flippers to change which lights are on. It's an interactive skill thing. This game doesn't have that. The only thing you can do with the flippers is hit the fucking ball. But then they throw this mini game at me with no warning where I die. Fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask a question about tilt. I, as my, sorry, go ahead. That's right. Wait, Let did you talk. say tilt? Do you mean hug? Yes. Well, can when you when you hug too much in this game, you can tilt, huh? Like yeah. in real life, if you, you hug someone too much, I they will all tilt. last weekend. But like, um, like for the longest time as a kid, I thought, like, I was wondering why do they have this button that lets you tilt in a video game? If I use that and I get disqualified, I didn't know it was a thing people actually did until like two years ago. Oh, yeah. I, I I do know the answer to that. Uh, it's part of the history of pinball. Uh. Uh, the earliest incarnations of these games did not have uh, flippers at all. It was purely a game of tilting the box. Well, it was It was even before that, it was just Pachinko. And people realized they could tilt the thing to, to get the results that they wanted. And then there were flippers, and then people started adding tilt sensors so you wouldn't abuse the machine too much. Like, it's kind of interesting. But this video game, you can't actually tilt, tilt at all. You can hug the box as much as you want. Uh, you can hug all day and uh, nothing bad happens. You can so, hug the machine all you want, but it'll never bring her back. <laughs> uh, I wonder if anyone's ever like gotten hurt by hugging a pinball machine too hard. You know, like people hug a vending machine to try and get their drink out, and the vending machine falls on them and just kills them. Like that's a real thing. So, like, maybe we shouldn't encourage pinball hugging because maybe a pinball machine someday will fall on someone. Given. The medium's appeal to horny dads. Uh, has anyone ever had a groin injury from excessive hugging? <laughs> I'm almost I, certain of it. I grew up in a family that um, they were in the amusement business, okay? They trafficked in pinball and uh, vending machines and other activities that come with that. And they also owned a lot of bars. 
I mean, a lot of these bars, they had pinball machines. And a lot of these bars, they were frequented by homosexual men. And I would often spend, like, you know, I would go visit these bars during the day because my family thought it was a, instead of hiring a babysitter, they'd just take me around and drive around and pick up some money. And uh, they would never let me touch the machines. They would never let me go plug one in. They would never, like, you know, I just wanted to play some fucking Star Trek Next Generation pinball. And it was off limits to me. It's like... A, that's abuse. That's like the worst thing you can do to a kid. And um, yeah, they would not let me touch it. And it wasn't just like they were worried I was break it. They were worried like maybe I think they thought maybe I'd catch some VD from it because I don't know. Like I've heard stories about those places and like, you know, I've only been in a gay bar in like, you know, the aughts nowadays in my, my mature years after dark. And it's never really rowdy. It's not like cruising. But maybe back then it was. And maybe all sorts of rude shit was going down on that pinball machine. And maybe like all those horny dads were just like really getting fucked up on them. But uh, did you ever see Samuel R. Delaney in one of these bars? I'm going to have to ask my mom. I am sure she's read Dahlgren. I'm sure she knows. I I feel I do need to clarify. Uh, by horny dag aesthetic, I I mean um, horny like straight dag aesthetic, like cars and big bosom booksome what warming with big breasts and stuff. And it's like I just feel like that sums it up really well. Like that that um, that phrase horny dag. So. I, I read, I, I spent a really unpleasant night reading all of uh, Delaney's Hog. And I'm sure there's at least one chapter about that horny dad aesthetic. I'm sure, like, considering everything else that's in that book, it's in there somewhere. So I, I, I think it, it might count. All right. I want to I wanna move on to Vanity since we're talking about that horny dad aesthetic. But do we have any more gun notes before we just I, jump the boat? Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Uh, I do have some very important gun notes. We did not talk enough about the actual guns in this game. So first off, in the spy table, uh, what do you call those? There's the little bumpers next to the paddles, right, to the left and right, that are in every pinball table. And uh, the ones in this are guns. They're just guns. And when they hit the ball, it makes a gun firing sound effect, which is fun. Yeah, it's fun, but... They missed a major opportunity because if you really think about like the semiotics of the gun, the guns should have been the flippers. Like it should have been like you fire the ball out of the gun with your gun flipper. Like these weird passive bumpers are not suited for a gun. Um, also, Space Sister has a gun arm just like Samus. Well, uh, if we're going to talk about Spy Eyes, my favorite table, uh, your flippers are in fact guns because if you. Uh, hits the uh, central uh, bumpers enough times, uh, you make a gun firing sound and uh, open up the board to actually do anything on it. And then you play a bunch of mini games uh, that involve shooting people. Yeah, I got one of those mini games. I did not know how to do it, but it said shoot enemy master because I shot my ball into the <laughs> weird big pink headquarters at the top of the Uh, table there's like a giant pink building that's the spy headquarters when you go in it gives you a mission and it says shoot enemy master or break and enter so it's like telling you to do major crimes but it didn't tell me how to do major crimes it was disappointment 
I just uh, opened tax up. Fraud. <laughs> I just opened up the spy eyes table to see if the guns they used had some sort of um, on the table as decoration had some sort of like resonance for me, and they don't seem to be based on any extant existing guns. The opening, like, skill shot graphic where the woman is holding the gun seems to be based on the uh, doctor, famous Dr. No image where Connery is holding the air gun. Oh, I have a lot of though. So there's that. All right. So I, I, I want to no, I want to get real mad about the fact that, like, this game doesn't seem to have, like, what do you call it? Would you call it a plunger when you pull back and you shoot the ball up? Oh yeah, it does lack that. That is you true. Just, you that's just hit and that is gun. The same degree. It says skill shot, but there's no skill in your shot. Yeah, yeah what the fuck bullshit. was a skill shot? Because I kept getting them and I couldn't determine why. Like it would. Go it to seems the same totally spot. random. Yeah, you yeah. just get like like a million or two million. And I think any pinball machine that doesn't have the plunger, I think maybe the Terminator Two pinball machine like had you shooting a fucking gun, like you were pulling a trigger maybe. But anything that doesn't have a plunger is bullshit. I don't want to hit a button. I want to pull on something. I want to really yank. I agree. He wants to really yank. I agree. We both want to really yank. Hi, Curry's mom. (laughs) Hi, Curry's mom. We Uh, can't blame this one on me. No, we can't. We can, actually. Um, What else? else? And we will. I can teach teach Curry everything I know. Curry's mom. (laughs) So... uh, I felt like the flippers seemed like they had a slight delay. Was that just me? Uh, there was a slight delay, but the flippers had... I had a lot of issues with the flippers in this game. Uh, they were way too strong, in my opinion, and also just the hitbox was not accurate at all. Yeah, like, you you could tap that ball and it would go fucking flying. I couldn't aim for shit in this game because it was too strong. It wasn't like you weren't getting enough. Um, I didn't have any problems with the hitboxes necessarily, but I only played for 45 minutes. It also felt like the, at least in the upper half of the table, like on uh, Space Sister, it seemed like my balls would get caught under the flippers a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that happened a lot to me too. Uh, Yeah. We all got problems with our balls. We all got problems with our balls. Oh no. Um, All my (laughs) balls kept falling into my gobble hole. (laughs) God, okay, we've made it. It's not even a Pachinko game, for Christ's sake. Uh, Courier's mom, I would just like to apologize on behalf of the podcast. So, you know what? You're an adult. You don't need me apologizing to you for anything. I mean, that was that- condescending, and I'm sorry. So I can go on I'm about sorry. getting the light juggler select? My joke my was not, my, no. I'm sorry, that was too much, and I'm sorry. I don't apologize for thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Yeah, there we go. This is the thank most specific podcast ever created, and, by the way. You can decide when enough is enough for you. At of this- course, you don't need me to <laughs> tell you that because you know that because you're an adult human being who has agency. Please understand. Um, At this point, the podcast is for exactly one person. I just want to mention that the past two minutes have been for exactly one person, and I love that. (laughs) Let's go to vanity. Let's go to vanity. (sighs) 
Vanity. Vanity, 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 vanity. Perfect. Vanity, vanity. Vanity. Fuck. Okay, so let's... That, I, I, I thought this game looked alright. Um, you know what I really want to bring up? Uh, the music was fine, whatever. Um, was a specific effect that they used to great effect where um, there were two things they did with it. So one was they every you know how the marquees, the, the computers, they have the little like flashing lights on them. They're this very specific kind of orange. And this game nails that perfectly. And it does that by switching between a dark red and a bright orange every single frame. So it has this flashing look to it, which I think was perfect. And it was the same for most of the lights would switch from uh, whatever color they were to black every frame. Um, so at 60 frames per second, it looked seamless, but uh, it definitely lent that very real pinball table look to it. I thought it looked pretty damn sleek for uh, for a Super Nintendo game. So that was my major vanity note. But um, what, do, what do we have for vanity? Space Sister is the only uh, table that had a good aesthetic. I, I said true. Spy Eyes was my favorite, but that's purely on a mechanics basis. Sp I, I, it's all about Space Sister. The backing track to Space Sister is hella great. Sister! Hella! Oh, sister. yeah. Sister! Sister! It had samples. It was good. It's like this hip-hop beat with uh, every once in a while there's a sample of some really high-pitched voice going, Sister! It's playing right now, so you don't have to worry about explaining it. Oh, fuck. So it's, it's interesting because, like, if you look at this board, or all the boards, um, there's a lot of trace dart in here. Like, as, as Shrug mentioned earlier, there is a Connery on uh, Spy Eyes, right? Like, it's Dr. No. And um, on the on the Showtime, the clown table, like there's fucking Audrey Hepburn all over that thing. And um, I don't know who Space Sister is. It really bothers me because it's, it's clearly another thing, like a trace or photo reference photo. But I can't figure out who. I just assumed it was Buck Rogers, like uh, like a character from Buck Rogers. Maybe. I mean, like if you look at the LED thing, the dot matrix thing, um, like they're definitely doing all these Barbarella tributes. But that's someone. Like these are all photos. These are, they are they were just going for it. They just did not care a damn about like uh, <laughs> honoring copyright law. And I admire that. I think it was very fine. I think it's a very attractive game. Wonder if that had something to do with it never coming out in the U.S. Oh yeah, I wonder about that. It could be just because it was a boring game, though. <laughs> For some reason, every time I see that Dr. No image, I think of Goldfinger, even though eventually I realize, no, that's Dr. No. Um, and, it's Dr. No Finger. Uh, it's Dr. No Finger. And every time I think of Goldfinger, I think of sex crimes. So that was distracting during the uh, while I played that table. Though otherwise, I would agree with Tulpa that it is the most playable. I just didn't want to think of James Bond doing sex crimes while I played the very playable table. Thanks, Nintendo. 
<laughs> Thanks, Meldak. <laughs> um, the title screen to this game actually looks pretty good. And uh, it's weird. It's not a Super Nintendo kind of art that you normally see. It looks kind of like... Um, so, okay, so it's a picture of, like, an insert credit uh, spot on a pinball machine, right? Like, the place where you put your quarter. And uh, it is strangely almost photorealistic, but specifically in the mist style of, like, near photorealism. Like, it looks like like early CGI made to look like an actual piece of a table, uh, which I didn't know the Super Nintendo could really do. Yeah, I mean, this game pretty much looks good from beginning to end um it was it it, i I had no problem with the way that it looked it looked like yeah it was nice yeah i uh i also want to mixing like the um while the aesthetic of all the tables except uh space sister one great i did like how they were drawing it was it seemed pretty readable to me and also fit within the entire screen which was nice and it it just looked nice yeah i guess that's another thing to bring up is that the table was very readable uh like you said and and yeah it fits on the screen all at once because i think some pinball games want to make it look nicer but then you have to like move around to follow the ball which is uh i think bad (laughs) Um, especially once you get going at very high speeds from top to bottom it's really hard to react to that so um, yeah they did they they did a good job on that and that that's a rare feat in having played a decent number of pinball games like even now a lot of them in hd they're hard for me to read i was able to read this very no problem i also think the circus board it's it's maybe one of the more tasteful examples of a circus. I think it's still horrifying because there's clowns everywhere, but like... You know. The clowns of are love. You, are you saying that uh, circuses are normally pornographic? No, I wouldn't say that. What are you talking about? I'm not some sicky. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what those words mean. I hated that fucking board, though. Oh, it was so bad. Like, I just kept slamming into the thing in the middle over and over and over again, because it's just, like, right there. So and it has, it has the worst music. It's maddening. It's super bad. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I thought the Spy Table had okay music. It has, like, fun string-based, funky jazz-type uh, stuff playing over it. Yeah, that worked pretty well. Yeah, I was all right with that. Uh, this was a stupid complaint, but... Uh, whenever you lose a ball, there's a little evil laugh, and it's the same evil laugh on at all the three tables. Like, they changed so much up, and then that one thing remained the same. That was weird. Yeah, and it's like, who is this guy? Why is there just some guy laughing at me? Yeah. The overlord of pinball. Or maybe he's the person who runs the arcade that has exactly three pinball tables, and you're locked in there until you run out of money. I think I would I would call him the kingpin of pinball, the kingpin. I either you you are triumphant on your pinball odyssey or you go bankrupt. That is the contract you sign when you choose pinball odyssey mode, and he laughs at you every time you lose a ball because he's going to get all your ducats. We didn't talk about Pinball Odyssey mode. I forgot about that shit. So there's a mode where you have to play all three tables in a row. 
Uh, and you get a hundred thousand points on Space Sister to move to Spy Town and then down to the Clown one. So in an obviously descending uh, uh, quality. <laughs> I, I thought it was a hundred million points. Fucking, it was a hundred million points because what pinball table gives you less than a million points for like farting? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a hundred million points and. uh yeah, and then you would get little story bits in between, I guess. I never got... I got 14 million points and died and gave up. I believe someone here cheated and got them all. And the best God. I could do... The best oh, I could do yeah. was 36 million. Yeah, I cheated on uh, the first and the third one. I cheated on Space Sister and that fucking plan. Uh, but... Honestly, the place the clown level legitimately uh, is doing something wrong, and they can live a better life. You've got a clown on that clown. Yeah, exactly. You've got got a clown on them. Anyway, uh, I did cheat just because I wanted to see the ending cuts. Uh, I did play Spy Eyes legitimately and got uh, seventy-eight million on my first ball, uh, and I guess this can go kind of uh, in the gun category as well. Uh, whether or not you get the required amount of score is very lush dependent because you get most of your points just by uh, doing the jackpot random uh, point things where you can get anywhere from like 1 million points to uh, 50 million. So it's not like uh, you play more skillfully and you get more points in this game, which is kind of why it's fucking terrible. Yeah, I feel like there's a little bit of a pachinko legacy here. <laughs> I think it's very important when talking about this Odyssey mode to point out the uh, menu, the main menu of this game, got me very hyped up when I first booted this up because there are three options. One player, two player, or, in all caps, CONQUEST! Show me your Odyssey, which is a you know top ten menu name right there. Very early. That sounds like something James Bond would say, which again just got me into a very bad and judgmental mood of these pinball tables. Fuck James Bond is what is the conclusion I'm coming to here. I do that not want James Bond to show me his Odyssey. Yeah, I don't want okay. James Bond to show me fucking anything. <laughs> I'm open to it. <laughs> all right. What? Well, um. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's a pretty, it's a pretty all right looking and sounding game. Um. What else do we have for for Vanity? I kept getting the title screen song stuck in my head, even though you hear it for like five seconds before you just hit start and actually start the game. It's like a bad song. Like it's not good. It's not well composed. It's not enjoyable. But it is a major earworm. There are a lot of LED sign ladies, um, which I guess is one for the horny dad um, checkbox. I wasn't sure how to feel about those. I kept feeling like, especially the clown table was going coming on to me, which again, I was already in a weird mood because of those James Bond images. Um... Very odd. What is with all these horny dads? <laughs> the question for the ages. That's another podcast, and I would like to host it. But like the, the, the dot matrix. Is that the mystery question? 
What's with all these horny dads? I realized we didn't do a mystery topic uh, on the Aerobiz podcast, and that's because Courier wasn't here, and Courier is the only one who ever remembers it. Um, but okay, okay, I'm comfortable moving on from vanity because our next topic is mystery. And I think this game actually has a lot of mysteries, like all pinball tables. And I, I actually want to say, because Cassie, you had mentioned that pinball tables have rules and they have guides to how to do the things you're supposed to do. And I realize this game probably does have that, but since it was Japan only, even if we had the manual, it wouldn't mean anything to us. So I'm guessing that we are missing out on that part of it. But regardless to us as Westerners, who primarily or who don't speak Japanese, I, I felt like it was fairly mysterious. Uh, for my mystery notes, I wrote down pinball question mark question mark because that's that's where I'm at today. But what do we have for mystery? Where are the other boards? It's just the one. It's just space sister. God damn it! <laughs> you played the other boards. You can't you can't be like this. When I was getting clowned on by the clown and never clowning on the clown like only Tulpa had the wisdom to do, um, I kept, I thought I was losing, but I got like three extra balls by the, um, the, the, the little reader board, uh, with a, what are words? There was a word bubble that said, don't worry, coming out of a, uh, lady's profile with a little heart. So it's like, don't worry. And then she gave me a ball. Why was this woman giving me a ball? Uh, was she doing it on behalf of the clown? Was the ball from the clown? Did she want me to defeat the clown? Um, Would she you like an egg in this time? Am I uh, at war with the clown for the woman's affections? What is, why, what, what's happening? Okay, do you want to know the really sick thing is that I can answer all of those questions, but we'll talk about that under poetry. Um, big question I had was, uh, so, you know, there's the little, um, roulette thing in all these tables and there's a ton of options for things that can be selected. And I noticed in a screenshot that Bachelor posted, one of the options is nifty chat on Space Sister. I need to know what happens when you get nifty chat. I don't know. I never got nifty chat and I cheated a lot on that level. So it, uh, starts the podcast. <laughs> that's how we got here yeah because i kept getting it and like when, when you get it like a 30 second countdown starts and it says like i don't know like we have a screen on in the chat right now it says million pops it's just another one i don't know what the fuck billion pops is but then it says shoot the bumpers and they both have 29 i don't know if that means like there's just number countdown under each one but i could not figure out what nifty chat was and it's driving me fucking insane Million yeah. Pops, I believe, was... I don't remember what you were supposed to hit, but if you hit something over and over, you would get a million points each time. So it was a very... to get a lot of points. It's that, also cross-board. It's also cross-table. Like On this one, the screenshot is for the clown table, but I spent most of my time playing Space Sister, and I kept getting Nifty Chat. I don't know if the other ones have Nifty Chat. Space Sister definitely did, but um, multiple boards actually had Million Pops. When I got Love Attack and I shot the heart, what did I accomplish by shooting the heart? Why was I shooting the heart? Why is love an attack? What is with this strain? 
moving throughout this uh, series of tables, can it be attributed to something other than horny dadism? Yeah, uh, I should just address this. I'm not going to wait for poetry. Okay, here is the story of the clown table. It's pretty terrible. Um, we should mention you got this from the Odyssey mode, so that's where you go through all three tables and it gives you a story after you've beaten it, right? Uh, yeah, so you get a story up front, and then when you beat it, you get the conclusion of the story. Oh, okay. And uh, I only saw this because I looked at a long play on YouTube. Um, but when you start the Showtime Clown Table in Odyssey mode, here's the message it gives you. Quote, I am the clown of the circus. I love the girl who is the Madonna of us. She does not love me, but I'll do my best. So right off the bat, you know, this is kind of questionable. <laughs> and uh, the clown himself is pretty creepy. Uh, the The image of him, his eyes are pointing in opposite directions. He looks like Pennywise. And uh, yeah, so I imagine that the love attack is like, you're trying to take aim at the heart of this woman who does not love this clown because this clown will not take no for an answer. This is a clown that does not believe in consent. And Mama then, Tack uh, is a space sister, uh, space sister minigame. Oh, I saw uh, it in the clown one. Too. I only got it in the clown one. Yeah, me too. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, when you beat the table in Odyssey mode, it says, thanks, I succeeded in showbiz and won her heart. Thank you. So the clown is like thanking me twice in one sentence. And he is, he just believes that he was a good enough clown that like, it doesn't matter that this woman doesn't love him. Now she loves him because he's a good enough clown. So it's about being a really great creepy clown and winning the heart of the Madonna of the circus. It sounds like it's yeah. about me. Uh, oh, uh, I was thinking of Love Stops on the Way, which is a game in which you uh, shoot at a heart. So I think maybe there is a greater narrative in here that is beyond all of us, even me, the galaxy queen of uh, Space Sister. It may be that uh, this is actually happening in the world of Undertale, and we're the enemy trying to kill the the boy. Uh, one what? thing... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Undertale I was lost battles... by that. Okay, in Undertale battles, you're represented by a little heart. And you have okay, to got it, got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right, right, okay, yeah, right, okay. Uh, one thing I would like to say, uh, with in regards to poetry is that, um, some of the, uh, English is this is not the best and I love it for that. Uh, I forget what exactly what all the messages were because I only played like 20 minutes, but it, it did, uh, warm my, my heart whenever I saw them. I wrote them all down. <laughs> Are we ready for poetry? I, I want you to point out how you wrote them down. Yes. So I mentioned this in the chat before the cast. I wrote everything down uh, by hand in my notebook. So it has this uh, quality of, of physical poetry. And uh, I'm terrified that someday, you know, someone's going to find this notebook. Maybe uh, after I'm long gone, you know, people are going through my stuff and uh, they find this entire epilogue of this game that took up two physical pages of a notebook and they're going to think I wrote it. It's going to be very embarrassing for my ghost. So he was the dark clown man all along. <laughs> also, I'm going to cut you off there because it's uh, time for the salary man corner. Thank you. It's time for the salary wah. man corner. Bum, bum, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> 
in which we all ask very accusingly of Clint, why isn't it Pachinko? Because <laughs> we've got or horse maybe just games. Me. We've got horse games to cover. It could You're have been... a horse game. I, am. I hate the horse games are the worst ones. Oh, they except, are. For, except for the one where we're doing a real episode on it. Battle Jockey was really good. Battle yeah, Jockey was, was good. good. I actually want to do it. was the only video game we've ever played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is my my first uh, um, podcast that I'm uh, episode that I'm in on this podcast. Um, so this is my first dealing with any of this stuff. So uh, did anyone figure out anything to do in that horse game? Well, let me no. tell you. No, no. I I got a horse to run. Come on. Um, <laughs> we we played a game called Keiba Eight Special. Uh, it's named after a prominent horse racing publication in Japan, I guess. Uh, and it's uh, yet another one of those teach me to gamble games. This is the third gamble educational game we've had on on the podcast. I think that third, maybe fourth. Um, but yeah. So I I kind of muddled through the menus and I found a versus mode. And then I watched a horse race. I'm not sure if I was supposed to be in control of the horse race or not. I think I was just watching. So I fa- yeah, I found like a betting mode, and I could like name one of the horses. I think, but um, I always could never figure out how to bet exactly. So I never won nor lost any money. So I think I came out uh, good in the end. The only way to win is not to play. And to that point, I did not manage to get out of the menus at all. I was just lost in an endless labyrinth of menus full of text that I couldn't read, listening to ultra peppy music, like music that was too peppy. Like it was physically painful to hear because it was trying to manipulate my energy levels up and up and up and up and up. But it was it was crass and and terrible. I, too, got really hyped to be stuck in some menus. But I usually don't even bother to do the salary man games, so this is an improvement over the usual. I had no at all navigating the menus, but I never figured out how to bet on anything. I just figured out how to start your races and watch them. Uh, this also has this bizarre feature where you can play single-player, stop betting against N which I think might have been part of my problem. Yeah, so you were playing single player not and and you couldn't bet against anyone. It was really, really weird. Single player versus. Very, very strange. Very strange stuff. I uh, I successfully killed the final boss. You, the horse lord? <laughs> the horse lord himself. Wow. We got a real gamer in our midst. So. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What happens when you kill the horse lord? Um, all people who have weird horse, uh, raising hobbies, uh, die, and the world is better for it. What does Gandalf do? Uh, I'm not allowed to say that on this podcast, because, uh, my mo- my mama is listening. <laughs> I don't want to say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, finally something you can't say on the podcast <laughs> yo how good would it be if you finished one of these horse racing games and the twist ending was like all the horses turned back into people <laughs> like they're all just people that have been turned into horses and they just turn back at the end 
Every time well, one of them gets there's no escapism in that. A game where it has a very detailed injury model, and every time one of the horses gets an injury, they turn into a human character, <laughs> and you get to watch their suffering as a human. That does give me an idea. What if we had horse racing, but it worked like Burnout? That's what? a cool game, Zank idea. And yeah, not... they do do that. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, they had an episode where I think that was the main game they talked about. And and we can't... Those motherfuckers! Yep, that fucking... <laughs> they stole our idea from the past. Assholes. All right. <laughs> Uh, I think that's enough about this stupid game. Oh, oh, I, w- I will say this is the first horse racing game I've played where it had a nice photo finish mode where it shows you little photos of exactly where they finish for first, second, and third place. I thought that was very cute. So that's that's all I have to say about this game. Also, start it sometimes rains on the track, which was nice. Yeah, the rain effect is nice. I like it. <laughs> I only saw one race, so I didn't see it, but whatever. Um, okay. So let's, let's take a step back. Let's, let's think, instead of thinking about horses, let's think about balls and flippers. And we're, we're going to talk about pinball some more. And we're going to talk about our next topic, which is poetry. We're finally yes. there at the yes. section we were all looking forward to for this pinball game, poetry. Yes. <laughs> the battle goes not well, but victory can be had. Yeah, that's what it tells you when you suck at uh, Space Sister in the Odyssey. <laughs> but, but it's so kind, you know? It's so comforting. It just sort of wraps you in its arms. You hug the machine, maybe a little too much. The machine hugs because. back. The machine hugs back. The machine says, hey, the battle goes not well, but victory can be had. I believe in you. You can do it. As it turns out, its confidence is misplaced in my case, but, you know, it's good to hear that. Here's the uh, story of Space Sister. When you start, it says, welcome she starts to fight in the far reaches of the galaxy. Please go with her. Yeah, I love the, the, the plea. That's what really makes that, that it for me is, please go with her. She needs help, but she won't ask for it. This is another game that's great entirely because of its poetry. It's kind of like the mayonnaise game. Oh, that so, game was great on its own. I dispute that. No, I mean, like, <laughs> I felt like I was doing the same thing. Instead of, like, clicking on stuff for, like, a menu, like, you know, or, or doing a mouse-driven thing, I was just, like, you know, swatting balls around just to see what sort of, like, you know, wonderful expressions would come up. Like, you had love stops on the way. You had million pops, million drops, nifty chat, light extra <laughs> ball, super kickback. Like, I, what? And then, like, you know, she starts to fight. Like, there is all this great stuff. It is, like, just nonstop. It's overwhelming. You could write, like, so many... You could have so many bands. Based. I have, what? Here's a screenshot. 16 laughs for Light Juggler. Like, there, there's all this stuff that is just beautiful. Like, when, when, when you... Uh, if you lose a ball really early on on the clown stage, you know, a lady pops up, and she's got, like, a heart coming out of her nose. And she says, don't worry. And then, like, or sometimes, you know, Audrey Hepburn will pop up and she'll go extra ball lit. It, it's really like 
I loved it. I loved this game just because of all the words. The best was the one Tulpa posted that was on the clown board. And now that you know the story, you know why I did this. But it came up with giant text that said, She said yes! Oh, yeah. That was what's my favorite, actually, is the transition between the spy board and the clown board. Uh, oh, yeah, it's really uh, good. After the story... After you complete the story of the spy, it just says, by the way, do you enjoy the circus? Yeah, the full sentence is, uh, the evil design failed just in the nick of time. By the way, do you enjoy the circus? No. And then the circus one starts. No, I don't. There should no, be a no. yes, no. And yeah. if you say no, you just get to play Space Sister again, because at least it has a jam and tune. Oh, yeah. They, they, this uh, game needs more you- choice and consequence. If you lose at uh, Space Sister in Conquest mode, you do get, uh, will you leave her or try again? I would love to Sorry, know like, Sister. what the genera- generational cutoff is on, like, enjoying the circus. Because, like, if you look at, like, lots of old-timey directors and shit, they fucking love the circus. Oh, yeah. Like, Fellini did a whole movie about clowns. Like, at what point do we just decide clowns suck ass? Is it because of TV? Yeah, I don't know, but it's weirdly, like, cross-cultural in art films. I mean, like, uh, Shuji Terayama has a bunch of clown stuff in his movies, and Alejandro Hodorowski has a bunch of clown stuff in his movies. And as you said, Fellini is clowns all, all night. Fellini's just major, major clown director. What's up with 70s art films and clowns, man? It's One of my favorites of all time, uh, Children of Paradise, uh, a French movie made uh, in the 1940s, is entirely about a fucking mime. At some point, maybe we just became too aware of... or Like, at some point, we had a lot more entertainment options available to us, and simultaneously... Simultaneously... I'm sorry I'm on this podcast. Simul, (laughs) at the same time, (laughs) at the same time, uh, we became more aware that it was all just institutionalized animal abuse, so it became more and more uncomfortable. Um, You know, I don't have to go... I can watch videos of elephants. I don't have to go... Look at their shitty living conditions in a tent. This is this is true. I, actually, now that you say that, I think that watching nature documentaries maybe fills fills the space the circuses left behind. I feel like I just had some insight, and maybe I'm just pulling out this out of my ass. But I know when I was a kid growing up, like my mom collected clowns. Like my whole living room was just covered in clown shit. And my friends would hate to come over. They would hate to sleep in there. They'd get really creeped out. Okay, so I'm just, I, I'm just saying, collected live clowns and they shat all over the place because oh, yeah. that's the way I'm interpreting. Yeah, no, this. it was just totally like you know, 100 uh, Pennywise is right in my living room. But I think maybe it's just like maybe before the advent of like the invention of antidepressants, just like maybe depressive personalities just gravitated towards clowns. I'm pulling this out of my ass, but I, I bet there's something to that. But doctor, I am Pennywise. See? <laughs> also, like, here's another one, a good one. When when your ball falls off the board in um, uh, the spy board, you get spy never dies. And also the roulette machine is called Jack in the Box. Like, there is some really odd phrasing throughout this game, and it's really good. Shoot the comrade base is another goal. 
Jack in the box. More horny dad evidence. Show me your odyssey, baby. Show me your odyssey. (laughs) Competition. Uh, How many players? There's a weird thing. Uh, At the end of Space Sister, you find out that the spy table, the story of the spy table takes place at the same time as the story of Space Sister. Because it says, at the same time, another story is happening on Earth. So Space Sister is not set in the future. It's like set in the 50s. It's 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 like Star Wars, but it's happening at the same time. So they just have no relation to each other, but they're happening at the same time for some reason. Perfect. Concurrently, in a galaxy far, far away. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. She looks in that screenshot very uh, dismayed at the nifty chat. Like, get it away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Here comes that nifty chat again. That's my big problem in life. I'm keep dishing out this nifty chat and no one's appreciating it, especially not ladies on pinball machines who are like fake Barbarellas. Fake Barbarellas. Okay, was there... Also known as a Farbarella. Farbarella. It's a Fobarella. Thank you. Oh, good one. Um, what, what was the... Was there more story shit or did you read it all? I can't remember. I'm sick. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, don't worry. I've got the entire two-page epilogue left to read. Are you guys ready to hear it? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to take a nap while you do this. Start it in. Here goes nothing. The epilogue. You battled evil powers and were very brave. Calling upon every ability, you survived and love and peace returned to the galaxy. In legend, your voice echoes throughout the universe. People will always speak of your brave adventure. You succeeded in your activities for the Secret Service, and no one was able to solve the enemy's code until you saw clearly the organization's true character. So far, many agents have gone back, facing the danger you discovered the enemy base, and invading alone, you succeeded in its splendid destruction. I gotta say, as a side note, this is very difficult to read because there's, like, no punctuation. Um, And in doing so, created a new hero. This clown is the main character of the circus. Today, oh god, this clown one is so bad. Okay. Today, in some city, under a beautiful tent, the circus amuses everyone with tricks and parades and sows the seeds of love. Oh no. Yeah, I think it's it's time to break these chains of love. Sow those seeds, clown. Yet I forgot this clown's love for the ringmaster's daughter. He is the hero of the circus. Which, by the way, they already said that. He is the hero of the circus and the most popular attraction, but this can't compare to winning her with unlimited love. (laughs) Every story, (laughs) every story has a happy ending. And for you, we have only hearty praise and a warm round of applause. Congratulations. Yay. Uh, I don't feel like I won. I like how the scope shrinks with every story. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It absolutely does. Oh, and I, I want to issue a correction because I'm looking at the screenshots that Topo put up, and, and you accidentally corrected their bad English. It says on the uh, screen about the, the uh, spy game. Or no, wait. Yeah, yeah. People will always of your speak brave adventure. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I even wrote it down that way, and then I just, my eyes glossed right over it. 
I also uh, should point out that they use semicolons in completely the wrong way all the time. That's so like most uh, native English speakers then. So yeah. wait. So like Steinsgate. Yeah, what are the <laughs> chances whoever wrote Steinsgate worked on this game? I it guess because be. this game has a better writing and story than Steinsgate, but <laughs> uh, Okay, well that's some poetry, huh? That's good. I mean, there's a lot more text in this game than I thought there would be, but that's true of every pinball table I've ever seen. I'm always I always forget that there's the thing at the top, so that's good. Um, yeah, and that was everything I wanted to to cover. Any any more miscellaneous poetry floating around? I think we covered most of it. But anyone got anything else? Dun, da, da, da. Okay. <clears throat> anyone got any slam poetry they want to share? No. Um, <laughs> hold on. Let me go get um. No. The liner notes for my copy of Back the Fuck Up. Fuck. God. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I take my mission, leave my residence, thinking how can I get some dead presidents? I need money. I used to be... <laughs> this is no more. This I'm is not gonna slam die. poetry. This is rap. <laughs> this is just rap, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know any slam poetry. It's okay. I, I, I like rap better. Um, let's move on to our final category before I fucking die. Um, and our final category is, of course... Harmony. And I just want to say, for Harmony, I just wrote down, I hate pinball. Which, I fucking hate pinball. Like, I don't know if you've got, if I've gotten the point across. Boring vanilla pinball, it kills me. <laughs> I hate it. It is all pinball, all the time. That seems kind of harmonious. Yeah, yeah. It does what it sets out to do. It never strays away from just being fucking pinball. Uh, one thing that I feel is harmonious is that the, um, they, uh, thanks to, uh, I'm going to mess up their name, Sakurina, um, in the check just now, I, uh, look up the developer of this game, and all they've ever done is pinball games. And I think that's kind of beautiful. And uh, they've even made like way bigger pinball games than than this one. They they make uh, Necronomicon of the Sega Saturn, which is supposed to be good. And uh, they okay. also made like a Akira pinball game. And the last pinball game was Sigmigame Tensei uh, Pinball Jugsmink. So for oh, a mobile phone. That's Whoa. awesome. Oh. You had me so hot for a second there. <laughs> it, it, it looks bad because it's on a mobile phone, but still. If only the visionary leader of uh, Chester Cheetah Wild Wild Quest was uh, somehow had some overlap with the, this team in his pinball days, but alas, I doubt it. So I think we can all agree that this game was pinball from the beginning to the end. Even the title screen is just a fucking pinball table. I think that's harmonious. I actually thought this was not harmonious at all because it's just the machine, whereas the experience of playing pinball is also the atmosphere around you, the place in which the pinball resides. So, or the pinball machine rather than the ball. So, this didn't make me think of being over at the Chuck E. Cheese or being at the 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 tavern and having a brewski. Uh, this didn't make me think about being in the fucking greaser times and like g kicking it with my back heel every time I wanted to look cool and beat it in two seconds. 
you did not feel the uh, pack of cigarettes rolled up in your shirt sleeve. Are you telling us you're the fans of the uh, Exploration Squad? I mean, that's obvious. Yeah, I think it goes without saying, really. Does the Fawns really like naps? I do. <laughs> See, I had the opposite experience. I actually could practically smell the fucking rancid nacho cheese while I was playing this game, but that might be because I'm high off my ass on cold meds. So. Perhaps the rancid nacho cheese is in your heart and has been there all along. Well, that would explain why I'm not feeling so well. <laughs> the, the rancid string cheese is never leaving my heart. I um I also felt like it was uh, kind of a place because of the darkness it was in. It almost felt like it was uh, producing its own like, but I will also admit that I was uh, a little um, uh, also kind of high off my own ass So because of certain mega casings, so... <laughs> I'm glad we're we're getting very unbiased views of this game. <laughs> all right. I think maybe we all actually, Oh my god. I think maybe I'm we sorry. were all <laughs> You know what? Okay, we're just gonna fight now because we've just been talking to I'm sorry <laughs> for talking over you. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> Kids, keep it down. Whoever has the highest scores can uh talk talk the most. Hold on. It's not Topa. I'm sorry. Topa also clearly went AFK, so I won. Oh, no, I'm playing Space Sisters trying to get the high score without cheating. I am not AFK at all. No, last minute. No, 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 no. Judges, is this legal? Yeah, it's legal. I don't care. The law is an illusion made up by cops. Yeah, and fuck cops. This is the biggest I am not going to say it. I'm just going to go take a little walk until I cool off. <laughs> all right, all right. Cur- cur- courier, what were you saying while I was so rudely being a rude boy? Oh, I don't even remember. I don't hold memories <laughs> that long. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm sorry to courier and also to courier's mom. So, so do you want? Do we want to do our high score competition now? Because I can tell you, I lost my highest score. Of the three tables was Space Sister, and it was 17 million points. 17 and something. I, I, I thought there was going to be a high score table, but there's not, so I didn't save it. So 17 million and some other stuff. The battle goes not well, but victory can be had. Not by me. I got about 36 million. Uh, I have n- I mean, that's still complete garbage in comparison to the 100 million that they want you to do to just get past the first part. But there it is. I wasn't paying attention. It was definitely lower than anyone ever. I think I got like 23 million on Space Sister. That was my best. I got like 65 million, I think, on Space Sister. Personally, I got 53 million, 691,110 on Spy Eyes on my first round. Then in Showtime, I got 12,432,200 points. And then in Space Sister, totally legit. I didn't use save states. I played on real hardware with a real cartridge on a real TV. And I scored 93,299,270 points. 
I would argue that the only one of these tables where it's actually good to get a high score is Space Sister because you are assisting the Space Sister in her Valiant mission across the galaxy. But getting a high score in the clown game is, like, ethically bad. I mean, you're, like, assisting a clown and creeping on the Ringmaster's daughter. Then Spy Eyes, maybe maybe it's neutral. I don't know. You're probably committing some kind of hegemonic oppression for the government. I don't know. You are murdering a lot of people in Spy Eyes. You, yeah, you're, you're just right. But what anyone. Spy Eyes poses is, perhaps they are good murders. <laughs> I would like to remind everyone that I did kill the Horse Lord. I don't believe you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Tulpa, have you said your scores yet? <laughs> no, uh, my legit Space Sister score was only 9 million. Uh, and my legit Spy Eyes, 78 million, and who gives a fuck about the clown? I'm not uh, looking at my score for that. Alright, I'm down with that. So, so that, Tulpa, that means you won on Spy Eyes, but then <clears throat> Bachelor won on, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, fucking A. On the only one that matters. On Space Sister, yep. And then that's it. And then there's, no, there's only two tables, so you tie. <laughs> Wait, so the young of us even, like, got past 100 million, like, what they want, gig? Oh, wait, sorry. I did get past 100 million, but I only have screenshot evidence of 78 million on uh, Spy Eyes. But uh, on my first ball, and I had two more, so. You you won on with the 78 million anyway, so who cares? <laughs> so there you go. It's a tie. You, you two can fight it out. Um, I think we're good. <laughs> I mean, back back up to the death on the clown on the clown table. Yeah, you two will have to to get that that clown score going on, or not the the stalking enabler table. Yep, stalking enabler table. That's the one. God, that's a that's a mouthful. <laughs> All right, um, so I need to go lay down. Um, so Wait, but first, aren't we aren't we going to have an award ceremony? Aren't you going to play some music and like? Give me a crown or some shit. It'll be done You're in tied. Post. What's is there? Is there a secret question other than horny dads? What are our oh, next yeah. games? What's, our, what's going on? I'm getting there. What's we this, have, what's our we mystery have a topic? mystery. It's and I think Shrug gave me this idea earlier. Oh no! How would a Chester Cheetah pinball cabinet look? How would it work? Oh man, there would you definitely bump be- the nub. Yeah, I was, I was going to say the same thing. The flippers be... are nubs, for sure. Oh, that's it. Wait, they're just Chester Cheetah, but the tip of them is the nub. And the flippers are little Cheetos. That yeah. works. You... Dare I ask what the nub is? Do not ask that. Uh, Please you... refer to the Chester <laughs> Cheetah podcasts for all of your questions. Yeah, you're... You know, I... You're an adult, and you can make your own decision decisions. Um, if you want to know about the nub, then that is the place to go for all your nub knowledge. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. So there is a, a cheetah pinball table, which, God, it does have that horny dad aesthetic. I can't stop thinking mm, it. Yep. <laughs> that is a very much a horny dad backboard. Uh, I'm so glad that a lot of games that I experienced after I was born uh, had just missed the horny dad aesthetic and had just enough of a, like a Nintendo thing going for it that I could actually appreciate it without feeling some sort of sinful 
film collecting over my body. Now Wait it's just all now it's just all sad dads. Wait. Wanna protect their daughters. I, I figured it out. This entire episode, this was the salary man corner all along. We did a full length salary man corner. Dude, oh, oh, shit. Shit. I no, think you're up. right. Pinball is the American salary man game. Oh my god. That makes too can much sense. Can we move the rest of the pinball games to salary man corner? <laughs> I That's might actually. I don't wanna... <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to do that. Fuck pinball. <laughs> pinball Odyssey 1 looks kind of good. It's got a pirate board and like a uh, jolly joker. Blackbeard and the Iron Man. Wizard. Wait. A wizard? Was that the one? No, that was Dracula. Never mind. Getting off top. <laughs> Is it a horny wizard? Aren't they all? So the Point. the Odyssey in this game's title, I don't know how this hasn't come up yet, but it kept making me want to play Mario Odyssey instead. There, that is a much better game with Odyssey in the name. Also, I kept thinking of this game as Super Pinballio Odyssey. Wait, wait. I just realized. There are, it is. Are, are these the same guys who made that game that we played at the, the meetup last week? Who played the pinball game? Was it you, Curry? I did not play a pinball game. Was it, was, was it on the game. Sega Sagging? Because they dig like three Sega Sagging pinball games. Yeah, there, there, there was one Sega Saturn game. It was on that disc Rudy brought, which had... Oh, no, 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 no. They, they, they make their own, I think. I mean, it looks just like this. It, it, like, this wizard game looks... In, I think it was like Warlock, and, you know, you only had one ball, and then that was it. And then you had to sit through like three minutes of low times to start again. But that's way off topic. I'm sorry. You're apologizing for getting off topic to us on this podcast? Yeah, this is the off-topic podcast, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very sweet and uh, responsible. I don't know if you've noticed. That's true. I I, I do want to um, say that uh, while I have no ideas for a chess gig, um, pinball table, speaking of going off-topic, I do wonder what other pinball tables would look like, you know, like virtual pinball games like Kirby Pinball Land would look like if they were made with the horny dag aesthetic in mind. Oh, God. The horny Vordad aesthetic. Please, no. <laughs> no. Alright, I'm I'm shutting this shit down. <laughs> it, would look, it would look like the cheetah backboard, only both the uh, cheetah fur clad Cheetah for bikini clad woman, and the both of the cheetahs that are at her feet uh, would be entirely consumed by Kirby, and you could see their body outlines through them. I'm shutting this shit down. This is the last look, podcast. Look, Clint might be oh. shutting this down, but you can come over to my place. You can play my Elvira, Mistress of the Dark pinball table. We can see, we can see just how horned up a dad can get, okay? okay. Hey, Elvira is legit. She's oh. legit. Totally. But that's that's when it's okay. I'm gonna make that, it okay. Imagine if Kirby had a seventies dad mustache. Doesn't that fit? That that should just be the case all the time. Oh god. Oh my god. Okay. Hey. Kirby's just a soft, fluffy, warm dad that never gets horny. <laughs> that's good. That's so, good. He's moving, Have- Papa. Okay. I've got a moment of silence here. For, for Kirby's mustache. And then I think I'm going to say that's been it for the uh, Super Nintendo Exploration Squad podcast uh, because I am drenched in sweat and ready to uh, stop doing this. So, um, hey, everybody, uh, where where can people find more of you if they want to? Twitter, whatever. 
Uh, I'm Courier Rice. I've been your co-host. You can find me on Twitter at Courier Rice. Uh, I run the dot. Wait, what is the URL for that? I believe it's snexploration.tumblr.com. It is the official Tumblr for the podcast. I kind of post on it intermittently, but I try to keep up as often as I can. Uh, I am Shrug. I'm Shrug on... I am Shrugopolis on Twitter, where I never, ever, ever talk about horny dads or really horny anything. I try to remain thoroughly sexual in my online presence. That is all. Uh, I'm I'm Cassandra Mune. Uh, you can find me at Midnight Bliss with an underscore at the end uh, on Twitter. Uh, and rescuingpieces.tumblr.com. Uh, it's mostly anime stuff, so uh, Curry's mom, keep that in mind. What? I am Talpa, the Galaxy Queen. You can find me as Talpa on letbutton.net forums. You cannot find me at the selectbutton.com forums. You can find me on another Select Button podcast. I am the Dungeon Master for No Rangers Allowed, which is a D&D game that is being played bi-weekly. You can find me on Twitter as Memorius Talpa. You can find me on Twitch as Toppler. And now find me on Macedon. I am Talpa at Witches. I'm one second before, also known as one second before on the selectbutton.net forums. Um, I am currently working on a short film that I have commissioned Bachelor to do illustrations for. So that's cool. It's called, it's going to be called probably, probably going to be called Preserving Worlds. And it's about preservation of online video games and their culture. So look out for that when I eventually finish making it. Ooh. Ooh. I'm Bachelor. You can find me at bachelorsoft.com, home of the greatest game ever made, DDD, the natural playboys. You can find me on Twitter at, at bachelorsoft, on Instagram at, at bachelorsoft, uh, on Mastodon at bachelor on mastodon.social. And uh, you can give me money and I will make you art and it's going to be very good. And I love money. Thank you. Do it. And I have been your host, Virtual Clint. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Virtual Clint. I'm on the forums as Virtual Clint. It's a real uh, surprise there. Um, if you like this podcast, spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your personal trainer. Uh, you know, whoever will listen. And uh, I, I just want more people to hear it because it's, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun here. Uh, if you leave a review on iTunes, I will read it on the podcast. Uh, I say that, but I didn't actually look at iTunes. So uh, if you left one last week, I'm not reading it right now because I don't care. Uh, but I'll read it next week. Um, for updates and to vote on our next game, follow at Snexploration. That's S-N Exploration on Twitter. That's the best place to get updates, and you also get to vote on the games as we do that. Uh, you know, we always pick three at random. You get to vote on it. Hooray! Um, and Courier mentioned the Tumblr, and you can join us on our, our chat uh, on Discord. We have a lot of fun there. I just go to this link. It's tiny.cc forward slash snescord s-n-e-s-c-o-r-d uh as always for more inane video game discussion jump into the select button.net forums we're all there we're all great we're amazing people um and next week where you get to vote 
on which of these three games we're going to play. We'll be playing one of these. It's uh, Super Goal 2. It's a soccer game. Clock Tower. Uh, oh my god. Oh, Super Goal. Super <laughs> no. Goal. No. No. No, 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 no. Clock Tower for real. Or Fornin Shogi. Clock Tower. Better please don't vote for Shogi. Please don't. Shogi. Shogi. No. Shogi. So uh yeah, and the next podcast will go up on December 9th. It better be about Clock Tower or I'm shutting this shit down yes. and I'm never podcasting again. <laughs> you guys have to vote Clock Tower. Please don't do this to us. And uh uh until next time, I don't know. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not Pachinko. It's not uh Batgammon. It's not Witchblade, the TV series that ran from 2001 to 2002 and which featured that blonde guy from Baywatch as Detective Jake McCartney. He did get other jobs. They were all in television, though. Witchblade, the TV series. It's not the films of Alejandro Hodorowski and Federico Fellini and or Chuji Teriyama. It's not Devil's Crush, the greatest video game ever made, and I highly recommend you play it and then listen to my podcast that's coming up next week called PC Engine Enquiry. It's, it's not Danking Rampa, which is what I was actually playing instead of this game for most of the last couple days. <laughs> there we go. Hey, I got everyone, right? That was everyone. Okay. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, until next time, uh, have, already did that part. Fuck. God. I have to lay down. Wow. <laughs> have a nice night. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm so rude this up. I just shouted so much. Wow. I'm sorry I acted so much like myself this episode. This was a good episode. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> Thanks to Schnabubula for allowing the use of his incredible song, Playing Super Mario World While Taking Mushrooms. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Bye-bye.